Hi, everybody. Hello. You're listening to Talk Crooked, uh, the the social media and the what? That's not it. <laughs> nope. Did the, you stroke out the for a minute? Social media and coffee <laughs> podcast is what I almost. <laughs> That is true. We've had a lot of coffee lately, and we are on social yeah. media. That's true. Follow us at Talk um, Crooked. <laughs> <laughs> the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. <laughs> While enjoying adult beverages, my name is Kay. I'm Carrie, and I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my adult beverage right now is water. Uh, I had coffee a minute ago, guzzled that down. Um, and I mean, I, I have some. Cup, I have some. I had Caymans. a cup of half calf with almond milk, and it was delicious. Yum! I have some Caymans because I grabbed some on my way home last night. Um, Yum! Yeah, I had planned to uh, use those for recording because I thought we were gonna be recording at night, but. Poor Remy is having some growing pains, so... She's teething, yes, yeah. and it's... <sighs> it's morning time, so I can't drink. Well, I mean, I no. could. I'm not... You could. <laughs> I'm not we going anywhere could, today. Technically. She's asleep. <laughs> yeah. Probably out for a good while right now, because I gave her sleepy time oatmeal. Nice. But... The other day... We'll see. Oh, so everyone... Just so everyone knows, this is new knowledge for me. Apparently, bananas have magic things inside them that help you sleep. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's incredible. And... They have, like, magnesium and other stuff that helps helps you relax. They're supposed to help with, like, leg pain, too, which is a serious thing that I've dealt with all my life. Potassium, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like... I used to eat, like, a lot of bananas, but now we can't keep them in the fucking house. And if we... Hi- we have to hide bananas because Stevie will eat 20 in two days if we don't. Mm-hmm. And then when you hide bananas, sometimes you hide them so well that you hide them from yourself. You forget that they're there. Yes. <laughs> and then it's... That's so then funny. Then it's a new problem that yes. you don't... Bananas not then inside. Bananas do not exist. So, no. Um, well, fingers crossed, though. Hopefully, yeah. you're about to get promoted, and hopefully, yes. you're about to move, and then you can have bananas in your home. <laughs> then I can have bananas. Yes. Yes. Uh, though I did float the possibility that you could have frozen bananas and yes. make yourself a little smoothie. I did. I did try. Stevie cannot eat frozen bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I I did freeze some. A while back, like I got some and cut them up and freeze, uh, froze them. Um, <laughs> freezed them. Freezed them. <laughs> I freeze them. We are tired. <laughs> We're both so tired. Um, because I can't like find them in the bag. So, but I mean, those weren't very good. Because I don't really, know you how can't to... find them in the bag. No. I wonder if they go really fast because that's what everyone uses to emulsify their smoothies. Like literally. Yeah. I mean, probably. Um, I'll. I'll probably go to Walmart today because I've got to drop off this part to send back to Amazon because they lied to me. Um, oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my car's finally fixed. Not thanks to Amazon. Fuck you. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad your car's fixed, though. Yes. I finally have heat 
in my car. I have fans that work. Now that it's not cold. Yeah, now that it's not cold. <laughs> now that I had to drive to work without being able to see because my windshield kept freezing up. Oh, um, honey. Yeah, that was great. Uh, That's so terrifying. Oh, yeah. I thought about giving, like, driving down and giving you my uh, cigarette lighter thing <laughs> that has a plug uh-huh. in it so you could plug in a hair dryer and leave it in your dashboard. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I've got an extra hair dryer too. <laughs> Luckily, like my shitty one from college that I could have given you. <laughs> I thought about that a couple times, and then I was like, "No, nah, I bet she's got it figured out." <laughs> turns out you didn't, but <laughs> no. Oh well. Turns I'll out never I, assume that again. <laughs> turns out I never have anything figured out. If you think that I have something figured out, I probably don't, honey. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell anyone <laughs> because <laughs> I'm too. I'm so stubbornly independent. That it's, fair enough that, fair enough yeah that it's very hard for me to ask for help or let people do things for me so you should work on that i'm trying <laughs> uh yeah i when people do things for me i feel indebted to them no so that's not honey it's part of my that's trauma. not healthy no it's part of my trauma i'm I'm working on it. I promise I'm working on it, but it is very hard. (laughs) It is hard. Yes. Um, I had someone, like, when I was like, oh, I wouldn't want, like, my significant other to buy me huge gifts or anything like that. That would would freak me out. I have trouble letting people pay for my lunch. And they were like, well, that's just because you feel like you don't deserve it. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. I did not ask (laughs) to be psychoanalyzed. For the therapy session. (laughs) On my Facebook. (laughs) That's what I mean, that's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. fair enough, but also. <laughs> <laughs> but also, not here. <laughs> not on my social media podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> the social media and coffee podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Lord above. So, I mean, well, I think we've made it very obvious that women are not funny. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I think we need to just quit. Yeah. <laughs> happy international i'm excited this yeah. is a fun topic it is happy international women's I- month yay um, and happy late international women's day yeah burger king made burger king uk made a huge mistake <laughs> yesterday <gasps> oh um, no they they apparently sent on a tweet that said women belong in the kitchen on <gasps> international women's day but they meant they, they meant, meant it as a pun. No, oh, no. No, no, no. They meant, like... No? They don't have a whole lot of women chefs, and they want women chefs. <clears throat> and they were, That's like... not... They were, like, trying oh. to... They were trying to, like, build up women and be like, you can do this. Like, we want you in here. We want, like... We want women in here helping us. But they did not think that through. That's <laughs> not how you say that. No. <laughs> Especially oh, that's hilarious! Not on International Women's Day. <laughs> no. Oh, Burger King UK. <laughs> you tried so hard, and you they tried so hard to be funny. You took a calculated risk, but man, were you bad at math? <laughs> yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh Lord, that's hilarious. Yeah. So today's topic <laughs> is actually um, women just aren't funny. Uh, yes. Apparently. 
and we wanted to talk about why people believe that is. Yes. Um, I was so excited about this that I found multiple articles. <laughs> I saw I'm that. I'm so excited. I saw that because yeah. I peeked at your notes because I wanted to like make sure I wasn't doing the same thing because I, I honestly had no idea what I was going to do. Um <laughs> Less. Oh, I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, but um, I've got a different article. I think it'll be fun. Um, y'all know I like science, but I need it really dumbed down, and this is very well, yeah. dumbed down. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm um, excited. But yeah, so I'm excited to hear what you've got. Um, I All didn't right. like actually look at the articles, but like I looked at the titles and made sure that I didn't do the same thing. Fair. So. So, we're going to start, of course, with our, our best friend, Wikipedia. Yes. So, um... I donate this monthly. Is from the wi- <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. me too. <laughs> um, this is this is um, their article called Women in Comedy. So, I just okay. wanted to, like, set us up okay. with this, and then we're going to dive into some stuff. Cool. So, um, Women in Comedy refers to females who participate... Who to, the, I'm going to try that again. <laughs> Uh, women in comedy refers to females who participate in comedic works as well as their experience within the social environment. Um, so while the social environment of comedy. Yeah. Meaning. Mm. Okay. So. Um, sorry, my cat is in her litter box and she <laughs> likes to scratch the sides of it and it sounds like someone's popping popcorn. Okay. <laughs> It was scary. Okay, so, (laughs) because I'm home alone. So, uh, while primarily dominated by men throughout history, women have been represented in the field of comedy since the mid-1700s. Really? Yes. Wow. Not in a great way, though, so don't get too excited. Okay, so, uh, comedy or creative works with the intention of humor is thought to have originated in ancient Greek theater in 425 BCE. Of course it did. Everything originated Um, there. Yes, it did. You know what? The Greeks Um, fucked. And they were They wonderful. did fuck. They did. And their humor was not funny. No. So, um... <laughs> some of the first figures to enter the field, however, were faced with resistance and discrimination. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we know that a long, 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 long time ago, it was illegal for women to be actors. There's just all kinds of stuff that oh, women fuck, have faced really? in the entertainment industry. Oh, yeah. Yes. You didn't know that? No. Juliet was always played by a dude. Well, I knew that but in I Shakespeare's thought, time. I thought it was just because, like, they women weren't like necessarily. No, they, it was illegal. They could not illegal. be actors. No, women could not act on stage. They were not allowed. Wow, that's some new information. Yeah, I mean, everything has to do with, like, your uterus might fall out, so I'm sure it had something to do with that, because no one understood science. So, <laughs> Just um, like me. <laughs> yeah, you know that women couldn't run marathons because oh, their yeah. uteruses might fall out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I that makes that. sense. No one's uterus has ever fallen out. No. Ever. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> no one's uterus has ever moved, either. Yeah, that was my so, favorite theory, that it just moved around in your body. Like yeah, and just according to, to where your uterus was, that meant like <laughs> what a weird whatever mood you were in. Yeah, That's cool. Too funny. So you can tell they never stuck a woman under an X-ray machine or in an MRI. All no. right, <laughs> or opened one up after she was dead. So let's see. Um, so a, this is gonna make you really, really angry. Oh boy. Um, 
A sense of humor in women was previously thought to have meant the ability to laugh at a man's joke rather than tell the joke herself. Oh, we are talking <laughs> about that today in my article. I'm so excited. Y'all have no uh-huh. idea. Uh-huh. So when women fi- did finally enter comedy in its various forms, it was seen as niche, thus making bookings hard to come by. Oh, yeah. Which is bullshit. And everyone, by the way, should go watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yep. And if you haven't seen um, Hannah Gadsby's specials on Netflix. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. Absolutely. Go watch those. And She's my favorite ever now. I know. Like, yeah. of all time. Also, Fortune Feimster. I like the So like good. Yes. Um, definitely. Oh, who was the other really young girl that we watched? Taylor something. Yes. Taylor Tomlinson. Oh my god! Love her. Hilarious! Yes. I laughed so hard. <laughs> uh, of course, all of Amy Schumer's are hilarious as well. Um, if you guys watch the stand-ups on Netflix, they each one gets like a thirty-minute special. There are mm-hmm. like quite a few women in that. There are a lot of women, yes, so, and there's some yeah. funny dudes too. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I never, had, I never did watch the that one guy's full special that he got. Yeah, the, 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 what's his name? Yes. Oh, my God. I need to watch him. He's so funny. Talk about having your own style. Yeah. Like, he's awesome. <laughs> I He came up on an ad on this game that I'm playing. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, doing an ad for... I love him. But, yeah, I love I love him so much. He's too funny. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, but, so, um, I lost my train of thought. Lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry. I that was totally my fault. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, oh, another female comedian that I love is Jen Kirkman. She also writes for, um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, by the way, nice. Um, but she has at least two specials on Netflix as well. She's hysterical, especially when it comes to um, bringing up like feminist issues in, in a comedic way that makes it not sound like you're just screaming at everyone she's just hilarious i love her okay so um she's the one i made you watch her i feel like the one that was talking (laughs) about like cat calling and stuff Yeah, yeah she's awesome um so early acts were often based in the standard roles of women as a housewife and mother so this is something that is and i was actually hoping that you would have watched marvelous mrs Maisel before we did this so we could talk about it well but i've watched some of it you won't watch anything i'm, so I'm it's sorry fine. it's it's really hard nothing i recommend <laughs> i'm sorry it's really hard to watch like anything right now i know um, you're busy it's fine <laughs> Um, but so this is actually something that's addressed because there is a character in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel that Jane Lynch plays, who is also another hilarious lady. Oh yes, who I love. Um, Jane Lynch plays another female comedian, um, and it turns out that she's putting on a character. So this is a this was a thing that women were expected to do if they were in comedy was that you had to be some kind of caricature. Oh. Um, so she wasn't, she pretended to be this, like, back, this kind of, like, rough and tumble housewife from Queens who was super fat, and in reality, she was, like, a Yale drama school, super rich, super thin lady from the Upper West Side. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, and her act is not funny, either, um, (laughs) but you could see how it would appeal. She was kind of like the Larry the Cable guy. Oh, of um, 
of Lady Comics yeah. is kind of what I was getting Yikes. from her performance. Um, was that kind of that kind of lowbrow humor? Yeah. Um, and then of course Midge comes in and his this full stream of consciousness, totally modern, fully functioning comedian who is herself and unapologetically so. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's such a good show. It's such a good show. I mean, okay. we have watched so, some and of it, that together, and I did like it. I just haven't been it, able to get back to it. <laughs> you're good. As soon as, you have my, my Prime account, so yeah. as soon as you have a break, you had better pat plow through some of it, because it's really good. I promise I will. I just, I don't have a spring like, break this semester. I didn't have a I know, fall you're break good. last semester. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> You're almost done. Yeah. So your time will soon be your own. All right. Yes. <laughs> well, but so I'm, I'm just encouraging everyone to do it because it's, it touches on a lot of the issues in comedy that comedians face, not just f- women, but yeah. also men as well. Because um, Lenny Bruce is a, is a very famous comedian who is portrayed in the show as well. And there's, because of all the obscenity laws and things like that, there was a lot of things that were groundbreaking that he was saying and he spent a lot of time in jail because it was considered what he was saying was considered obscene wow you which know we're what? gonna get into here in a minute because there are some things that women used to say that were that there were some things about women that were considered obscene you know that we're what? gonna if you can't handle something obscene in your comedy you don't need to be at that comedy show you don't like it don't exactly go. it was also the 50s um the 50s we've come need a long to be way. in jail Every, it was bad. Yeah. It was very puritanical. So, um, let's see. So, so, um, uh, da, 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 da. okay. So comedy was tailored to what men would find to be both funny and non-threatening. Yeah. So it wasn't about appealing to the masses. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more here in a minute as well. But, um, so as women gained slow acceptance to their president, gained slow acceptance to their presence in comedy, they were able to expand the topics that they covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and this took a long time. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And it's still taking a long time because I'll tell you what, you still don't have anyone making jokes about their period. No. No, you really don't. Men can talk about dick fungus and how nasty ball sacks and buttholes are, Ugh. but heaven forbid we talk about our menstrual cycle. Yeah. That might make a man uncomfortable and make it so that he doesn't want to watch the show. Yeah. Though every time I watch a show and someone talks about how gross a pussy is, it makes me want to turn the fu- turn the TV off as well. Yeah. Because how dare you body shame? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? The thing that you're obsessed with. Oh yeah. Anyway, okay. So since then, women have made significant gains in the field and found fame through stand-up, television, movies, and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, women such as Phyllis Diller, Wanda Sykes, Gina Barrica. I don't know who that is, but um, I love Wanda Sykes. Um, yeah, I love Wanda many, Sykes, too. And many others have contributed to the world of comedy, spanning both time and medium. Uh, the, the woman who wrote Mean Girls, Tina Fey. Tina Fey, yes. Amy Poehler. They yes. have been, I mean, groundbreaking and getting yes. women into comedy. Absolutely. I will watch anything Tina Fey does. Yeah. Except for 30 Rock. I couldn't get into that, but I need to give it another <laughs> shot. So, um, it's okay. Comedic- Don't be cry. <laughs> <laughs> as comedic license has grown, comedy has become a tool within the scope of feminism, which is true. Um, by reclaiming a previously male-exclusive art form, feminist comedians are able to use the traditionally male art of, com- of comedy to critique what they view as patriarchal structures, which is amazing. That's what you see in a, in a lot of female stand-up. Yeah. 
which I love. Um, today, feminist comedy draws attention to female issues such as menstruation, rape, gender, and in- inequality, beauty norms, and ma- machismo. Um, you don't see much in the form of menstruation yet, but I feel like we might be getting there soon. Yeah. Uh, we have to raise a generation of men who are comfortable with women's bodies. Um, so, well, I mean, Taylor Tomlinson just did a little set on, like, body functions within a relationship. Which is oh helpful. yeah, I yeah. need to watch her special again. It's been a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, as a readily acceptable and understandable medium of communication, comedy lends itself to the feminist movement, allowing women's issues to be more widespread and in general society. So, yeah, that's the beauty of comedy is that you can address these real serious issues and make them more approachable and less aggressive. Yeah. I guess. Well, and I, you know, I kind of make think... it more like, oh, you know what? You're right. I've never really seen it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at that in myself. I'm way more apt to do that in a comedy setting. Oh, yeah. Than I am at like a lecture or someone's weird speech. That's a very know? American way of dealing with things. Well, and I'm not going to say just American. I should say it's a very. The Brits do it, too. Yeah. It's a very human way to Common. approach things. Yes. I, I mean, we've been doing that for years and years and years. And I mean, um, I've done a lot of research on this because, like, I, as a sociologist, I've researched memes. I've, like, done papers on, like, how memes and, um, like, slogans from, like, TikTok and Vine enter our language and are, like, used in everyday language now. Um, we are so... Humans dealing with trauma, you, you almost, like, 90% of the time see them dealing with it through humor had we absolutely had we had the internet that we have now when 9-11 happened we would have had jokes about 9-11 everywhere because that's how we deal i mean comedy is tragedy plus time yeah you're even seeing right now with like what joe biden fucking did to syria i mean like we're not talking about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i mean people are making jokes about that because that's yes. how we deal with that. So it's very... It that's why there were so many memes about Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we had to laugh mm-hmm. or we would just cry. <laughs> well, cry when, in a corner. When he started getting and I feel like we're from every social media, like the jokes just got oh, funnier and funnier. <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad. Yeah. It, Disappear, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Disappear. Goodbye. So, I saw one. It was like you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one, and it was like when you try to ban TikTok, but TikTok bans you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, but yeah, sorry. I just wanted to. No, you're good. But that that's how we deal with things hey. as humans. So stop apologizing. <laughs> I need to. Damn I, it. I got bad about that again. Okay, so I found this really awesome article from The Guardian, um, because we love the UK, (laughs) Um, so... But this was the best article I could find, actually. So um, mm-hmm. this is called Why Female? Why Aren't Female Comedians Funny? You asked Google, and here's the answer. So this was written by Aisha Hazarika. Okay. I love that um, name, Aisha. That's me one too. of my favorite names. Me too. Okay, so this was written in 2017 so it's been a minute but still relevant still relevant um i did read it so (laughs) (laughs) within six years Um, is about the time that's so relevant 
Yeah. Um, so we live in a time of profound change and challenge. And even though, so I'm going to read this and then there's some more stuff about like obscenity that I want to read. Yeah. Next. So this shouldn't take very long, but I think it's, it makes an important point. Um, I think that she's a comedian as well, but I'm not sure. So let's see. Um, we live in a time of profound change and challenge. And even though we think we know, we know it all, there are still some big existential questions that plague mankind. And I do mean man. <laughs> is there a god or has it been a pointless existence what does brexit actually mean how can it not be a toupee and how'd he get so orange but here's the big one <laughs> you but know here's the big one of course <laughs> are women funny if I had a if I had a pound for every time I heard this tired, stupid question, I'd be hanging out on a super yacht and Instagramming the shit out of my life in Made in Chelsea, not <laughs> writing this response in my damp basement flat in Camden Town. <laughs> oh, oh, that's really sad. <laughs> I love it. People are funny. These funny people can be men, or they can be women, or neither. Mm-hmm. They can be gay or straight or somewhere in between. They can be tall, small, fat, thin, standing up or sitting down, bearded, stop right there with the hey, that's just the chicks line, bald, <laughs> bald, black, brown, beige, yellow, ginger, and of course, white. Funny people come in all the glorious shapes, sizes, and flavors that human life has to offer. Comedy is very simple, although not actually, as anyone who has died on stage can tell you. <laughs> It's about telling people stuff and making them laugh. Yeah. As long as you can connect with your audience, you're laughing, and hopefully they are too. Yeah. Uh, I love this little quote. It says, having a fanny isn't a barrier to being funny because fanny means vagina in England. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Here it just means ass, I've recent- because of course it means ass. Of course the men would take that from us. I know, right? Yeah. I love the term fanny. I do too. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. We should reclaim that over here. And you know what? We should take back fanny packs because you know what? They sit over your vagina for one. They do. So it, so it is a fanny pack. It is a fanny pack. And two, I mean, those are fucking. They're convenient and they I want convenient. one. Yeah. More convenient I'm gonna than I'm going to get purse. one. I, you know what? I am too. Fuck it. Fanny packs yep. forever. Yes. They are back in style, so yeah. I'm down. Mm-hmm. You can get them at Walmart. There was a real cute rainbow one that we saw that one time, remember? Oh, okay. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've returned. I've recently returned to comedy after a gap of about 10 years in which I was working for the Labor Party. It's a comeback no one really wanted, to be honest, <laughs> myself included, but I needed a job. <laughs> and a decade on, there are many more female comics on the circuit or writing, starring in, and making TV, radio, and film. There are so many brilliant women who are either household names or killing it on the circuit at every level. Too many to mention. Catherine Ryan, Michaela Cole, Zoe Lyons, Carrie Godleyman. I don't know any of these people. (laughs) They're probably all Brits. They probably are, but I want to look them all up. Shazia Mirza, Susan Murray, Joe Caulfield, and Elaine Malcolmson only scratch the surface. Um... As in all walks of life, of course, if they're British, they're going to be hysterical because the British accent makes everything like 10 times funnier. Okay. 
Um, as in all walks of life, from politics to business, women comics are rising up the ranks, especially thanks to organizations such as Funny Women and Laughing Cows, which are brilliant at giving a bit of support, encouragement, and stage time to female comics. But this big fat, are women funny question still hovers around us like a rotating elephant carcass, and as a result, a lot of comedy that people see is very male, very pale, and a bit stale. (laughs) (laughs) We still live in an age where men are thought of as being the masters of humor. And humor has an O-U in it, in case you were wondering, because she's British. Um, (laughs) Women are being allowed to be, women are allowed to be funny, but in controlled numbers. TV TV comedy panel shows seem to have an irrational fear of putting more than one woman on at a time. These shows are about showing off being loud and butting in with your one-liners of zingers. That's the deal. And most women I know who do these panel shows more than hold their own in the highly masculine, hyper-aggressive cut and thrust of something like Mock the Week or Have I Got News for You. I've never watched those, but they sound awesome. (laughs) It would be great to evolve to a situation where there would be more than one, more than just one woman per episode, to normalize women being on primetime comedy slots, to stop the one woman being living, pro- being the living proof point, or real time experiment for the quote big question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always like one token female. Like whose line? Do you ever watch whose line? Is it anyway? Uh, that was I mean, all I've dudes seen, for a long time, yeah. and then they got one woman on there. Wow. I've seen, like, memes made from it and, like, little clips. I, I love never, his line. It's just, yeah. Im- it's improv games. It's just yeah. hilarious. I love it. <laughs> I'm not good um, at improv. I try really I know hard, you're not. but I'm not. <laughs> you should watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> It'll help. <laughs> Those are the games we used to play in my drama class. Um, so, comedy nights at some of the country's most prestigious venues are often still an all-male lineup. I was at a venue in London the other night, which prides itself on being all artsy and liberal and right on, yet the lineup was all white chaps, who looked quite similar, and who all had very similar material. Of course. I really felt for the headline act, because by the time he came on stage, the crowd, which was men and women, were more than slightly bored. He was perfectly fine, but his material seemed repetitive. If you watch a lot of stand-up, you'll notice that. There's trends in comedy, and there's trends in jokes. We had just had an hour and a half of listening to three white middle-class guys talking about being single. I don't know why the people in charge don't think about the dangers of repetition with an all-male lineup. Yeah. They certainly do worry about it if they were ever to dare to even dream about booking more than two women comics on a big night. They even have a fear that it... They have a fear that it would all be period gags or even worse... That there would be extreme synchronized menstruating. (laughs) Oh my god. Sexist cultural gender norms play into this. Humor can be very powerful as it shows confidence and great intelligence. And in our... Thank you. And in our culture, that that is still the male role. Be it the guy holding court in the bar, in the boardroom, or on the panel show. The message to women too often is sadly still quote be as attractive to men as possible and being funny or perish the thought loud aggressive bossy ambitious or even nasty just doesn't quite fit that narrative 
Women should be pretty. Men should be funny. Most men prefer women to be their appreciative... Their <laughs> I can't even get through this sentence. <laughs> Most men prefer women to be their appreciative audience, not their competition. Yeah. The late Christopher Hitchens, celebrated respective essayist and social commentator, wrote a piece for Vanity Fair in 2007 pondering this big question and came up with these buttes. Oh, God. Ready? Okay. Quote, There are more terrible female comedians than there are terrible male comedians. But there are some impressive ladies out there. Some of them, though, when you come to review the situation, are hefty or dykey or Jewish or some of combo of the three. Unquote. Jesus Christ. Yep. That was written in 2007. 2007. Oh, no. He continues. Oh, God. For men... It is a tragedy that the two things they prize the most, women and humor, should be so antithetical. His partner even suggested that women got funnier as they got older. Quote, This might be true, but excuse me, isn't that rather a long time to have to wait? I don't have words. I don't either. I mean, I know that Funny. I'm supposed to react to that, but I can't. No, there's no words. There's no. There's no words. There's no words. It's there's all no, bad. It's all. It sounds from the pit of hell mm-hmm. that want to come out of my throat. <laughs> funny is funny. Having a fanny isn't a barrier to being funny. Yeah. Full stop. Let's let's stop asking this question. Yeah. It just reinforces the premise in an unhelpful way. We don't torture ourselves pondering whether men are funny after we watch a slightly exhausting, shouty panel show. Talent and humor is everywhere. Opportunity is not. Yeah. As with all art or culture, diversity matters in comedy because audiences like variety and like hearing a range of stories and experiences that are interesting, quirky, different, shocking, rude, challenging, and most of all, funny. I I, like, that's how I get through a day. I mean, last yep. night, I was having a real rough night at work. And, like, yes. I I stopped for a minute and just talked with a customer. Like, she was telling me this great story. And yes. I um I didn't have anyone else in line. I was like, fuck it. I'm just, I'm going to listen. Like, have a little mm-hmm. fun. I Like, exactly. I, I love stories like that. That's part of why I'm constantly, like, I've got YouTube pulled up. Like, having kind of background noise. Um, like horror stories because a lot of those also have a have a good amount of humor in them too. Exactly. So, um, exactly, yeah. So I don't think comedy should should be some right on education, Mm-mm. but it can be a brilliant way of holding up a mirror to what's going on and allowing us to talk about and laugh about and laugh at things that cl- that are clearly mad, bad, and sad. Yeah. And let's be honest, we could all do with a bit of that right now. Oh, yeah. Especially right now. Oh, especially now. She had no idea now. in yeah. 2017. She had no idea. No idea. It was just the tip <laughs> the of the iceberg. The in 2017 was Trump being president. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that was she horrible no for everybody. <laughs> it was, yes. It was Little just did bad for everyone. Little um, did we know. Yep. But yeah, I thought that was very well put. Oh, yeah. 
beautifully um, put. And it's important. That's true. We need diversity. We need to... The, the, the way to learn about different points of view is through comedy. It's the most comfortable way. Yeah. To learn and to look at yourself. There was a class. That's why I only get my news from John Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was a class at my school uh, that was taught by one of our MFA professors. uh, And it was how to write comedy and script writing. Yes. But I had, like, I didn't have screenwriting and it just... It wasn't possible for me to take it at the time that it was offered. And I'm really bummed that you couldn't take that. Yeah. I wanted to profit off your <laughs> off your education. Um, I, but I am friends with that teacher, so I may or may not, like, message her and be you like, hey, what the, like, the, what, what the book is or something, yeah. you know? Hey, what's what the, the book? book like, I'd love to learn a little bit. Um, but it was done by a woman. And unfortunately, we haven't had that class back. I don't know if it's just she doesn't have time or it's probably part of it yeah and also like covid is a thing yeah and we're kind of just doing the bare minimum right now um it's hard to take a comedy class like that and not have it be in person i would yeah. say oh yeah you um, really need to be around people because comedy feeds off energy oh so. yeah yeah um and like i could see why they wouldn't do it and like i've had plenty of female teachers that have been hilarious and like yes that energy is even like in their lectures um i've got one she's i mean she's really funny and i'm sure she would be like brilliant to have like in person but that is one where the energy i'm not getting in as much like and that's online um right but yeah so even though we are starting to see more female comedians, um, and I will say this, I see it in my own house. I'll pull up a stand-up special, and it'll be a lady, and Josh will only half pay attention. Yeah. It's just ingrained. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pull up Hannah at some point and be like, put your phone down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that one. Because you're about to get smacked. Yeah. With some funny... We're going to have to watch Nanette first, though, because he has to understand the references. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> but, oh, God. Yeah. I'm so... I, I love her. Those... She will captivate you. You will not be able to do anything else. She's She amazing. demands your attention, and she deserves it. I love um, it. Yeah. So much. I love her... Sorry. Just to go off on another tangent. Her <laughs> bit about where are the quiet gays is my favorite <laughs> thing I've heard... Yes. Ever. I ever (laughs) (laughs) Um, my favorite thing is the the soft sound of a teacup hitting its saucer (laughs) (laughs) where are the quiet gays (laughs) my favorite thing those are my people I love her so much my favorite thing is when she was like yelling about something and uh how like angry it made her that this guy was like well I feel like I'm in a lecture and like she's yelling about that and then all of a sudden she stops and she turns on a lecture. She's like, oh, give yeah, you a lecture. Like, this is, oh, I love it so much. Oh my God. About Renaissance art. Cause yes. that was her major. <laughs> Cause she's autistic and that's the only thing she could find to interest her. I love her so much. Yes. Oh my God. She's great. She's so amazing. <laughs> I'll give you a lecture. <laughs> oh nope that's the trap you fell into it (laughs) oh she's so good she but anyway okay so uh let's talk real quick i'm gonna dive down the mrs mazel 
okay. rabbit hole for just a second, but it's going to take us on some journeys. So okay. um, this is something that, I, that really, really hit me in season two. Mm-hmm. I was so shocked by this. I don't know why. Um, considering what was allowed to be on sitcoms at the time and things like that, I don't know why this, this hit me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I was thinking more post I Love Lucy yeah. stuff. Um, more Brady Bunch things, things like that. So let's just, I, I just wanted to, this was such a concept and it's more, it, it just shows you more as to why we don't talk about our bodies mm-hmm. and why we can't talk about our bodies and why that makes men uncomfortable. It's because it's always been that way and because men don't understand women's bodies. No. And, and they don't they try are to. willfully ignorant. No, yeah. they don't try to. They they willfully keep themselves in the dark. We have to hear about their nocturnal emissions and weird erections. Mm-hmm. But heaven forbid we talk about our bodies bleeding oh, once a month. Sorry. Um what? There is a trend right now where women are showing men how tampons work. Like they're showing their it's boyfriends so how tampons work. It It is mind blowing how mind blown they are. I mean, <laughs> it is. You're going to have to send me some links. Oh, that's yeah. pretty hysterical. Yeah, I will send you a All video. Right. Yeah. My favorite, the one that I've, I don't really like prank culture much. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a really funny one. Did you send me this? I don't where it was like a TikTok, and it was these girls were sending their boyfriends yes, or their husbands into the that. store f- for <laughs> fake feminine and hygiene products. Yes, <laughs> some of okay, I will say this: some of that was funny. Yeah, but people need to learn when to stop mm-hmm. <laughs> because you can't just keep it going. Yeah, like. He gets back in the car. He's embarrassed. You drop it. I was kidding. It was fake. That's it. Like, yeah. You don't have to keep go. Don't go to another store. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's not a mature sense of humor. No. Now, then it becomes mean. Okay. Anyway. But that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. So this is an article I found on Den of Geek called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Season 2, Pregnancy, Women, Comics, and Censorship. So. This was written by uh, Delia Harrington. It was published in 2018. So this was um, back right after season two of Miss Maisel came out. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So the following contains spoilers for the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two, (laughs) by the way. Um, So uh, the quote that we're going to start with is a quote from Maisel's act, from Midge's act. (laughs) And it was this. You, th- you see, the thing I know the most about pregnancy is, and then she was cut off. Oh. With that one word, pregnancy, Midge Maisel is hustled off stage in the season two finale of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, All Alone. That's what the name of the episode is. Wow. It's easy to see why she's why she'd be confused. We've previously seen Miriam perform in various states of undress, albeit facing indecency charges afterwards. <laughs> and throughout this season, she hasn't. She has said an array of four-letter four-letter words on stage with no negative outcomes. As Susie, who's her manager, if you haven't watched the show, if, as Susie points out to the host who interrupted her, the comic before her had been talking about getting dick fungus, something that surely must be more foul than what he deems as, quote, female stuff and private. Pregnancy is female stuff? Mm -hmm. Just female stuff? And it's private. Wow. With this bit of... And what's hilarious is that there were men and women in this audience, in the episode, and the women were laughing. 
Or trying to laugh. They were kind of side-glancing their husbands. Yeah. But they were finding it funny and approachable. Yeah. Whereas they had been bored before while this, all these seven dudes got up and complained about their wives. Yeah. Or girlfriends. Or not having wives or girlfriends. And what's funny is that then Midge gets up there and makes fun of all of them and it's awesome. <laughs> and then they're like all bent out of shape and sad. Of course they are. Yeah, because they can dish it out, but they can't take it. Okay. Um, with this bit of censor- censorship that uniquely targets women as speakers and as subjects, the fictional comic Ms. Midge Maisel joins a proud line of real-life women comedians, starting with a direct homage to none other than pioneer Lucille Ball. I loved her, but it kind of makes me sick to watch her show anymore because of what was going on behind the scenes. I know. I know, but she paved the way, man. Mm-hmm. She did. So, back in 1952, Lucille Ball's own show was in its sophomore season. I Love Lucy broke many barriers. It portrayed an interracial couple by having Lucy's actual husband, Cuban band leader Desi Arnaz, play Ricky Ricardo, and Lucille Ball had an unprecedented level of creative control. In spite of all that, some, of <laughs> some things were a bridge too far even those that might seem antiquated to modern sensibilities. Lucille Ball was pregnant with her second child and was able to write that pregnancy into the show for what would be early television's most high-profile pregnancy. Yeah. Nobody had been shown pregnant on TV before. Uh, Yeah, I did know that. However... Oh, also, I mean, that's still, like, the whole twin bed thing. Like, the first time that they acknowledged that people sleep in the same beds. Yeah. Was in the Brady Bunch. Uh, WandaVision kind of paid home to home to that in, like, episode yes, two. Did. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I need to catch up. It's such a good show. Okay. It is. Oh, you wait a minute. You <laughs> had time to watch WandaVision? Well, um, my friends forced me to watch it the other night at the birthday thing I went to. We watched like one oh, episode. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. However, <laughs> when it came time to deliver the news, the network was uncomfortable with the word pregnant or pregnancy actually being said on television in spite of the content of the episode itself. Yeah. So the episode was entitled Lucy is Incente. Which is the French word for pregnant. Why they didn't go with Spanish is beyond me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because Ricky was Cuban. Anyway. (laughs) And everyone spent the entire episode euphemizing Lucy's, quote, condition as with child or expecting. The idea was that the actual word pregnancy would conjure up how exactly a person came to be that way. In a time when twin beds were required for married couples, sex, like a woman's pregnant body, was simply too vulgar of a concept. Wow. And now, like, then you had friends, which sex was mentioned in, like, every episode. Oh, yeah, but that was a long time later. (laughs) (laughs) A long time later. Well, MASH, I feel like, was kind of next, where it was, you know, single guys hitting on and sleeping around and stuff like that. I never watched that. MASH is hilarious. Talk about comedy plus tragedy. It's two doctors on an army base in Korea, I believe, during the Korean War. And they're surgeons, but they're, they like have their own still to make gin in their tent. Mm-hmm. So they like always have martinis. It's so funny. Oh, my God. 
So it's a dark comedy. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> as ridiculous as that hot lips hula hand. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Everyone watch MASH. I think it's on Hulu. Um, as ridiculous as that sounds, it was actually an improvement. During the show's pilot, Lucille Ball was visibly pregnant with her first child, and the entire show simply ignored that reality. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> um Getting a show to write in an actual pregnancy is still difficult and rare. Oh, and yeah. Most actors, most actors have to wear baggy clothes, hide behind purses and furniture, or are written into a scenario that explains their absence. Oh, well, they did that with Angela throughout season four uh-huh. of The Office. Yep. The How I Met Your Mother writers put in a hot dog eating contest, t- contest gag for Lily when Allison Hannigan was pregnant, but mostly they wrote her out for the season. That is true. They had her sit at the booth. They had Barney tell a dirty joke that wasn't even put into the show. He was like, kids, I can't tell you this joke. It was awful. And then Lily says, no, I can't talk to you anymore. And she's like gone for three months. I can't believe they did that. Like, I can't believe they're doing shit like that in the 2000s. Well, I mean, there's that. But I mean, I'm sure she needed maternity leave. Yeah. But also like... That's lame. Yeah. <laughs> There's also um, on New Girl that happened. Zoe Deschanel was pregnant and had a baby. And for her maternity leave, they gave Jess jury duty. <laughs> and she had to be sequestered at the hotel. Ah. Uh. It's stuff like that. But there's more elegant ways of doing it. Oh, yeah. In a way, you know. And it's funny. On How I Met Your Mother, they kind of leaned into those kind of gags Mm -hmm. and they gave you know they just lily lily because um lily and robin kobe smothers smolders and um allison hannigan were pregnant i think during the same season (laughs) and so they both had like real flowy tops on and then they would like hold pillows or they like always had a giant purse um at one point lily is just holding the number 31 at a birthday party (laughs) in front of her stomach (laughs) that's awesome so like i get it i get that you have to write it out because it may not be appropriate for the character to be pregnant. It might not work for the story. But still, you know, it can be annoying. And there's there's ways to do things more elegantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a 20... Oh, this is funny. They'll appreciate this one. In a 2015 episode... I saw this. In a 2015 episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, a ju- getting coffee Julia Louis-Dreyfus opened up to Jerry Seinfeld about how he wanted Elaine Benz to get fat when she was pregnant. An idea that caused her to burst into tears at the time. Oh. We'll just have Elaine get fat this season. That's awful. As ridiculous and outmoded as that sounds, Mad Men actually did it in 2012, with Matt Weiner writing in the Fat Betty storyline when January Jones was pregnant, much to Jones's chagrin. Yeah. But some fans saw this as humorous, while others considered it another way the character was punished, as the current or former love interests of male antiheroes so often are. Women comedians have long pushed pushed back against this kind of censorship, just like Midge Maisel did. Lucille Ball may not have been able to say pregnancy, but the very next episode, she managed to get the word in the episode title. Yeah. And at least she was able to arrange her work around her own pregnancy, a major coup that stars today still dream of. B. Arthur's show, Maud, famously depicted an abortion before Road v. Wade. 
Wow. More recently, comedians like Amy Poehler have used the reality of their pregnant bodies to great comedic effect. <laughs> Poehler not only continued to work on SNL well into her pregnancy, she incorporated her, her pregnancy into her humor, using it to heighten every sketch she was in. High five, Amy. Yes. You're my hero. She's the best. Yes. I want a Leslie Note for President t-shirt. <laughs> Like, bad. Yeah. Because every time I watch Parks and Rec, I'm like, man, I would vote for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad that they let Parks and Rec become its, like, own thing instead of trying to be an office spinoff. Because yep. the first season was horrible. The first season was really hard to get through. Um, oh, I just watched it again. I didn't find it that bad. I thought it was funny. But may- it was rough. She yeah. was really hard to deal with. She was really darky. That's true. Yeah. But Michael was, too, in the first season yeah. of The Office, well, let's be fair. And I'm not going to say that he wasn't. It was really hard for me to get through the first season of The Office, too. Um, I love it now. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was rough. It, it so, is an um, acquired taste. <laughs> yes, it is. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, hilarious show, written by the same people, by the way, as The Office <laughs> and Parks and Rec, uh, wrote in Chelsea Peretti's pregnancy. Also another hilarious lady. She has a special on Netflix as well. She used to write for Parks and Rec. She's hilarious. Um, Chelsea Peretti's pregnancy and having Gina be as mysterious and blasé about her pregnancy as she is about everything else worked for her character. Yeah. That's the best one that I've ever seen. She was so funny. <laughs> I, that's Jordan Peele's wife, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I I um, have watched a couple of episodes of of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, I that is one of the shows that I want to binge. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh my god, it will bring um, you so much joy. Yeah, the Chief is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's so stoic, <laughs> and he's like the. It's so funny because he's like supposedly the first like openly gay cop or whatever yeah. in the nypd is supposed to be like his character portrayal and he's so dry <laughs> <laughs> and then just like weirdly feminine about random things and it's oh my god he's brilliant i love him so much <laughs> he's so deadpan oh he's amazing okay so um rose is my favorite though rose yes. for life okay so um stand up ali wong what, what? Rose to prominence with her 2016 special, Baby Cobra, which is brilliant if you haven't seen it. Um, I, during which I she, do need to watch that. I keep like seeing it and I'm like, oh, I need to watch that. And then I don't. Oh, she's so funny. But I will. She's so funny. <laughs> um, she is too. There's a follow up. So um, Baby Cobra, during what she is visibly pregnant, acting out the conception process and telling the same off-color sexual jokes for which she had become known. <laughs> a fantastic subversion of the expectations of pregnant women. In her 2018 follow-up special, Hard Knock Wife, Wong is once again visibly pregnant and, while she does not acknowledge that, she mines the experiences of motherhood and her first pregnancy for highly graphic bodily humor, <laughs> once again made all the more sublime by her physical comedy, while, while a pregnant belly... Well, with a pregnant belly and exposing herself, much like Midge Maisel. Oh. Pushing our <laughs> taboos further, Wong has openly used miscarriage, postpartum depression, the sexism of child-rearing expectations, and the way pregnancy pulverizes women's bodies in her act. Yeah. All topics that, would ra- that most would rather ignore while discussing pregnancy and babies in favor of romanticizing the miracle of goddess births and growing families. Yeah. yeah. People don't want to talk about, like, how hard it is to be pregnant. That is one thing that I loved about Reba. 
when it was mm-hmm. um when that was playing because I, I did get to watch that when i was younger um yeah i watched that one here and there too yeah the they're they talk about a teenage pregnancy and this poor mm-hmm. girl is like just going through it is sick all the time like yep and her soon-to-be stepmom is also pregnant and is like mm-hmm. honey you have to like you have to pretend like you're not in any kind of pain you're not sick at all like and <laughs> yes. and her husband is it the blonde what's your name yeah billy barbara billy jean, jean or bobby barbara, Joe, jean. barbara jean yes yeah. oh my god she's so funny yes and when her husband finds out at the end that um she's been like hiding how how hard this is on her body he gets he gets genuinely upset He's like, why would you hide that from me? And I think that was now, like, looking back on that, that was groundbreaking. It was. Like. It's huge. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie What to Expect When You're Expecting? I did. that's what Elizabeth Banks' character goes through. She's like, I just wanted the glow. And she, like, has the worst pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and. And then her, like, uh stepmother-in-law or whatever is this like beautiful pregnant unicorn that has no issues and like sneezes her babies out like oh my god poor elizabeth banks is like i just wanted the glow i'm sweating i'm farting i'm peeing i'm i'm sick like (laughs) and then (laughs) then poor anna kendrick's character um i I didn't realize like she was old enough to play that type of character at the time um me neither but yeah yeah that was a really good good movie so good i love it it's been forever it since i've seen DVD. it um but yeah um um i've got to think that if midge Maisel heard ali wong's bit about how her friend's vulva looks like two hot dogs slapping together she would have want to buy uh. her a drink and that's the end <laughs> wow and that's it yeah that was really good thank you you're welcome i try <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right let's take a quick break hi everybody hello let me get i'm now sitting just in case anyone cares i'm still recording with my phone in the window (laughs) standing in my kitchen i'm sorry (laughs) um all right so i was looking at an article from the new yorker and i just i want to like give it a little shout out i okay um, it was written by a woman pretending to be a male who, like, is going through life, finding all these women, and he's like, oh, well, I had a math class, and there was only one female in that class, and she was not good at math, so obviously women are not good at math. And, oh. like, he went, like, the narrator kept, like, going through these little things, and finally at the end, it was like, oh, I met one woman that didn't want to have sex with me, um, and I thought... I asked her, why doesn't any woman want to have sex with me? But that's not true. Because that is just one woman. That is one experience (laughs) that I had. So maybe there is another woman that wants to have sex with me. And, I mean, it was was all right. (laughs) I thought it had, like, a good, like, little ending bit there. But it didn't... I think it could have been a little bit longer. Could have, like... Maybe had some more examples. Yeah, it it wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was kind of funny. It was it was also written by a female comedian, and I think it was it was okay. It could have been better. Um, but if you, oh, pause. All right. So, um, 
I, I just, I wanted to give it a shout out because it, it was a woman in comedy and I, I think she did great. I, I think it could have done, been done better, which is why I chose this mm-hmm. from the Atlantic. Um, and I, it was more, I, I think it's kind of what you were talking about. I feel like I was getting like yelled at about feminism there at the end. Yeah. Instead of doing it in a comedic way. Um, in a different, yeah. Yeah. The brand of humor wasn't quite. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't exactly what I wanted for this. Yeah. And I, I think that's a huge um, thing with humor. It Humor is so subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find funny, you might not find super funny. I mean, we've, we've experienced a little bit of that. Um, yeah. And... I mean, sometimes it's hard to appeal to a whole audience at once, and that's that's fine. That happens in comedy. Um, yes. That doesn't mean that that person sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just means that it's not your your cup of tea. Yeah. Which is why it's kind of hard to do a scientific study on it, but this person yes. did. And okay. I think they did a good job, so I want to read this article. Uh, so, again, this right. is from The Atlantic. It's... Um, by Olga Kazan, and it was published November 19th, 2015. So it's been a minute, but um, I thought it was still good. Still? Yeah. So, Plight of the Funny People. Why people tend to appreciate men's humor so much more than women's. Um, a few years ago, Laura Mikes uh, was teaching her regular undergraduate class on childhood psychological disorders at the University of California, San Diego. It was a weighty subject, so occasionally she would inject a sarcastic comment about her own upbringing to lighten the mood. When she collected her professor evaluations at the end of the year, she was startled by one comment in particular. She's not funny, the student wrote. Um, Mix realized that the university students didn't seem to welcome or even notice the wit of many of her female colleagues. She's not the only one. A recent graphic made by Ben Schmidt, an assistant professor of history at Northeastern University, analyzed the words used to describe male and female professors across 14 million reviews on RateMyProfessor.com. And every single... Wow. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, use that fucking site and make sure you know how to use it. Because people get on there and, I mean, some of them aren't... Some of them are students that had a one bad experience but if there are multiple bad reviews don't take that professor don't have anything to do with them because <laughs> they are correct if there are multiple <laughs> speaking from experience uh-huh. are you mm-hmm. apparently oh and i will say i went and i looked up this professor and i didn't find anything about them i'm right my professor now that I'm looking them up now, all of a sudden there are a ton of reviews. And I'm sure it's from my class because they are all from February. <laughs> and I... Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to them. <laughs> I'm about to make one because it's that bad. And also email the dean because this is ridiculous. Anyway... Agreed. Anyway. Um, <laughs> in every single discipline, male professors were far more likely than female ones to be described as funny. 
I thought, maybe I'm not that funny, Mike said. Uh, but people say I'm funny. I have a great time with my female friends. I think it's Mix. Sorry. It's spelled weird. Um, Mix's story triggered the familiar shot slash chaser recognition and unease in me. I come from the kind of family that deals with minor adversity by making relentless fun of the petty tyrants responsible. Major adversity, <laughs> yes. we smother in smoked meats. <laughs> Given three <laughs> adjectives to describe me, most of my female friends would list funny as one of them. But I maybe make a man laugh once every other month. Um, on one hand, we live in the golden age of female comedy. Sorry that coffee is trying to come up. Uh, Tina Fey, <laughs> Lena Dunham, Mindy Calling, Abby Jacobson, Alana G- Glazer, and their ilk certainly aren't the first women to have wildly popular TV shows based entirely around their own funniness. But they might be some of the first to do it with fearless jokes about their vaginas. Um, and at that time... Uh, why did you go all the way to the top? Um, at that time, next year, Amy Schumer will be the first female comedian to headline Madison Square Garden. Um, Mm -hmm. Amy Schumer's done some incredible stuff in her time. Yes, she has. Um. Her cooking show is still my favorite with her (laughs) husband. Yes, I keep seeing that and I want to watch that too. Um. It's so good. Women, suffice it to say, are funny. On the other hand, happy hours during which one man holds forth to a gaggle of raptly amused female onlookers exist. Um, Mix's year-end review exists. My deftly hilarious female friends exist, and many are eternally single. If men and women are clearly capable of being equally funny, why does humor by non-famous women so often go unappreciated? Um, in 2012, Mix decided to see whether her student had a point. Or rather, I decided to redirect my anger into something more productive, as she described it. Um, (laughs) I love her. (laughs) A common way scientists measure funniness is by making undergrads, the typical guinea pigs for social science research, play a version of the New Yorker cartoon cartoon caption contest. Um, For her study, Mix asked 32 students to write captions for 20 New Yorker cartoons. The men were pretty excited about the task, but the women were more reluctant. There was one female subject who came in, looked horrified, and said, uh, but I'm not funny. Um, after the students finished writing their quips, a new set of participants raided the captions. They found the men's punchlines to be ever so slightly more clever, about .11 points more on a five-point scale. The difference was small, but still, Mix was horrified by the results. My goodness. Having Sorry. a rough morning. No, it's okay. Yeah. I turned my mic off, so they didn't hear it. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I get distracted really easily, guys. I'm sorry. No, I know. It's fine. Um, I thought, forget it. I'm never going to do research again, she said. Uh, past re- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right? Um, past research on gender in New Yorker cartoons had been mixed. In a 2011 study on the journal Intelligence, male participants also pinned more amusing captions than women did. But in a study the year before, the men's and women's one-liners were equally droll. Mix's study revealed another interesting difference. Men wrote some of the best jokes, but they also used more profanity and sexual humor. And those jokes weren't rated very funny. 
If men were truly the funnier sex, though, wouldn't they be more consistently funny? See, that's my issue mm-hmm. with a lot of comedy. I not that I don't like a sexual joke or use profi- or you know mm-hmm. profanity, like whatever. But I kind of prefer more creative humor. Yeah. So that's why I really like, you know, John Mulaney and Mike Rabiglia and, um, like, a lot of the female comedians that I listen to, like, some of them make, you know, sexual jokes and things like that, which I find more approachable when women do it. But also, like, women just tend to be more creative. Yeah. With their humor. I think so, too. It tends to be about more relevant topics. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's more to life than just that. And yeah, and honestly, like, sometimes I'm just over it. Like, when dudes make all kinds of, it, if it's only dirty, like, I'm not into it. Yeah. Yep. Because you clearly don't have anything else interesting happening to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so much funnier for me to hear a joke about some weird customer service interaction that you had yeah. at a mall, as opposed to, like, another joke about w- that involves you humping the stool on stage. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. I hate that. Chelsea Peretti has a really good bit about that in her stand-up. <laughs> I need to watch she's that. She's like, I've seen, I've seen so many guys up here just like, ugh, ugh, just like giving it to the stool. So I came up with a bit where I just passively take it from the stool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's awesome. I love good. her. Um... Quit going to the top. Um. Okay. I keep losing my place because for some reason it goes right to the top if I touch it. Um, in a later experiment, Mix gave both male and female participants a list of random words, such as beef jerky and water slide, and asked them to write paragraphs using the words. Without prompting, the men wrote funny paragraphs. <coughs> And I've seen this in my classes, too. Um, really? hmm Like, growing up, we, uh, in, like, my English classes, we would get, uh, we would get tasks like that. And, like, we would be asked to read stuff out loud. So, of course, the men were going to try to be... Perform. Yeah. yeah. Be funny. I saw in one of my articles that, like, comedy is a form of, <clears throat> can be a form of peacocking. Yeah. Uh, they talk so, about that in this as well. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, without prompting, the men wrote funny paragraphs. The women's paragraphs were more creative and better written, but they weren't funny. However, a surprising thing happened when Mix explicitly told the participants to try to be funny in their paragraphs. Uh, both genders used humor and an equal measure. As in hockey, it appears, so in LOLs, you miss 100% of the <laughs> shots you don't take. The 2000 yes. intelligence study, or the 2011 intelligence study similarly found that men wrote more captions overall, both funny and lame. In other words, men make more attempts at humor, so they are successful more of the time. Yes. Uh, men are willing to take more risk, and they also fail more miserably. Uh, Gil Greengross, an evolutionary psychologist with Absurwith, something university sure. in Wales. Sure. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on. Allergies are getting the better of me right now. 
It doesn't help that I keep forgetting to take my allergy meds. Or my meds yeah, at all. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good at all. <laughs> I have to eat with my meds, which is part of the problem. Um, or I get sick. Um, Are you not eating? Not every morning, no. Hmm. Okay. Um, I need to, but... Yeah, you, you should. It's, anyway, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard when the kitchen's constantly a disaster. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay. But for the man, it's worth it. If you fail and you're not funny, you lost maybe a few minutes. But if the person laughs, the benefit can be huge. Men make so many joke attempts, in fact, they are assumed to be funnier, even when they're not. After they had finished captioning, the students in Mix's study filled out... Yeah, if they make a joke and they're not funny, it's just whatever. If Mm -hmm. a woman makes a joke and she's not funny, she's branded as not funny for her entire life. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) it's made... She's made a joke. She's made the butt of the joke. And, like... Exactly. People won't let it go. Exactly. One time I mispronounced a word when I was reading for class... And it was a word that, like, our teacher had told us that, like, we would get in trouble if we mispronounced it. Oops. So, of course, I would mispronounce it. Um, yeah. Because apparently I can't speak the fucking English language. And um, No, you can't, but continue. No. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she actually, she let it go with me because, I, like, I was, it was obvious that I was trying. It wasn't that, like, mm-hmm. I just willfully mis- mispronounced it. I just... I got nervous, and I was reading, yeah, and it came and it out. Happened. Yeah, And this guy jumped up and was like, hey, why aren't you, like, making a fool of her and blah, blah, blah? And she was like, let it go. Just let it go. Like, quit trying to be funny. Quit trying to make this worse. Stop. Mm-hmm. And let me keep reading. Um... That's part of why I don't like reading in front of people because I get nervous and I, I get nervous and I mess up. Um, yep. It's more of a reason to do it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the more you do it, the less nervous you will be. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Okay. Um. Well, well why do you think I do this every week? <laughs> <laughs> um. You're not exactly in front of people, but fair. <laughs> um. Okay. I lost it again. Sorry. Okay. You should be sorry. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I see. If I even touch the bottom of my phone, it goes all the way up. Um, men make so many junk- joke attempts, in fact, that they are assumed to be funnier, even when they're not. After they had finished captioning, the students in Mix's study filled out a questionnaire about how funny they thought others would find their captions, and also whether they thought men or women were the funnier sex in general. Male participants said that on a scale from 1 to 5, their cartoons were an average of 2.3 in funniness. The women gave themselves a 1.5. Even worse, 89% of the women and 94% of men responded that men in general are funnier. In a follow-up experiment... sad. Yeah. Uh, In a follow-up experiment, Mixes asked a new set of participants to read the captions generated by the first group and guess the gender of the writer. Both men and women misattributed the funnier captions to male writers. Spontaneously, men somehow try harder. Yeah. 
spontaneously, men somehow try harder, she mused. And maybe over time, they're encouraged to be more funny. Um, but why do men try so hard to make people laugh? To get some, mostly. Not everyone endorses yes. evolutionary <laughs> psychology. But those who do would say that women tend to be more selective in choosing their mates than men are because historically, motherhood has been a life-threatening, all-consuming endeavor. <laughs> yeah. If a cave woman picked the wrong caveman, she might risk a grueling childbirth only to end up raising an illness-addled child without the help of a skillful mate. Thus, <laughs> choosiness becomes paramount. <laughs> yes. It behooves women to find a partner who will bestow sufficient time, resources, and good genes on their children. In other words, a smart man. Um... Funny people are yes, more... Yes, because humor suggests intelligence. Mm -hmm. Funny people are more likely to be smart. Um, yes. Humor signals a kind of ability to put yourself in someone else's mind and understand what someone else will find funny, David Buss, an evolutionary psychologist, explained. It requires social intelligence and takes social verve or confidence. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> since most people don't go <laughs> verve? to... Verve? Verve, yeah. Um... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Since most people don't go to bars with their com with their completed Sudoku puzzles pinned to their chest, we, <laughs> <laughs> we rely on humor. Just start doing that. That's hilarious. Yes. Look what I did. <laughs> it's on hard too. <laughs> I have never understood Sudoku. My mom has tried to what? explain it. Yeah. My mom has tried to explain it to me. It just it goes in one ear and out the other. And Funny. I just I, I mean, I can put numbers really in those boxes, your brain. but I, they won't be the right numbers. Um, uh, but that's why I'm I mean, an English major. <laughs> I, I can't do math. Yeah, it's um, not math, but continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not. You could do it with color. Oh, really? See, yes. I could do color. I could probably it's do color. Math. Okay. I'll teach you. Okay. Continue. Please. <laughs> yes. On average. It's not math. It's logic. Okay. Um, on average, women tend to use their laughter to lure in potential mates, while men use their jokes to attract as many women as they can. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, that's why women get all giggly. Well, yep. I say women. It's when you're trying to Some attract someone. Yeah. Yes. Or when you're like... Like, you see someone and then you want to laugh and, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, quick, say something funny. And they're like, wait, what? And they go, ah, ha, 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 when the person walks by. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you're thinking. But I, a man, desire women with a good sense of humor above all else. Hashtag <laughs> not all men. <laughs> uh, for decades. Yes, all men, though. Yeah. <laughs> For decades, this response stumped psychologists. When they would ask men and women what they looked for in their long-term partners, both genders would say they wanted someone with a good sense of humor. It was only when researchers pressed their subjects on what they meant, specifically by sense of humor, that the sex difference became clear. Women want men who will tell jokes. Men want women who will laugh at theirs. Um... In 2006, psychologists Eric Bressler and Sigal Balshin showed 210 college students images of two equally attractive members of the opposite sex. Underneath each photo, 
They pasted either funny or not funny statements supposedly authored by the person. Female participants said they wanted the funny man rather than the unfunny one as a boyfriend, even when they thought the funnier man was less trustworthy. The men did not care about the women's funniness either way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um... In a study later that year, Bressler and Balsheen again found that when considering imaginary interactions with people of the opposite sex, women said that they wanted men who could make them laugh. <clears throat> men said it was much more important that a woman enjoy his jokes. Uh, Liana Hone, a psychology postdoc at the University of Missouri, um, I don't know why I said it like that, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> having a moment here you're in the zone now yeah uh came to a similar conclusion in a study earlier this year men prefer women who are receptive to their humor whereas women prefer men women prefer men god (laughs) who produce humor um ah okay i'm getting all snotty and it's hard to read when you're like yeah it's been a fun morning (laughs) Um, Hone gave her study participants an imaginary budget of $5 to spend on a trait they'd want in their sexual partners, either a knack for telling jokes or an ability to appreciate them. The more they quote-unquote spent on each trait, the more their partner would embody that characteristic. Women, she found, would spend just one ninety-one on a mate who laughs at their jokes, but men would spend three oh three on one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Many men might contend, I would love to have a girlfriend or wife who would make me laugh, said Greengrass, who reviewed Hones' study. But for men, that's more of a luxury, not a necessity. Um, These preferences aren't exclusive to college students. Older studies of personal ads in magazines and newspapers found that women were far more likely than men to mention seeking someone funny. Later, when researchers looked at profiles on a Canadian dating website, they found men were more likely to tout how funny they were, while women were likelier to say they wanted a funny man. In, 2007, in a 2007 study that asked 200,000 people in multiple countries to rank their preferred qualities in a mate, women ranked humor first. Men ranked it third. If men try harder to be hmm. funny, women do their best to show their appreciation, laughing more enthusiastically and frequently in male company. One study found that when men and women are talking, the amount that the woman, but not the man, laughs can predict whether the pair wants to date each other. Um, oh, that's weird. Right? That is funny, though, because a lot of times women laugh to put men at ease. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and putting, to soften their statements and things. Yeah, and to put... I feel like that's evolutionary. If you're, if you can get a man to be more at ease, you're safer. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yep. The neuroscientist Robert Provine once listened in on dozens of spontaneous conversations in public spaces and identified 1,200 distinct laugh episodes. He found that women laughed significantly more than men did, especially when a man was nearby. Um. When I learned of all of this, I immediately ran into the living room and asked my boyfriend if it's important to him that his sexual partners are funny. Apparently not, he said. Ouch. But also, that's so oh. funny. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> 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 
That was funny. That was funny and quick. That but was good. Yeah. <laughs> Rude. Um, Rude, but funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once, a guy and I spent several months in romantic no man's land trying to decide if we liked each other. My issue with him was that he took me out for dinner at a fancy place and only ordered chocolate milk. I thought his I thought his what? issue was that there was another girl. <laughs> yeah. Wait. He what? <laughs> My issue with him was that he took me out for dinner at a fancy place and only ordered chocolate milk. Ordered chocolate milk? Are you five? <laughs> that would be my issue too yeah because he's weird (laughs) (laughs) i thought his issue was that there was another girl i was wrong i just don't get you he exclaimed one day when we were on a walk you're pretty but you're like goofy it makes no sense what Uh fuck that guy oh yeah oh um something was clear like why was there more than one date yeah who continues dating an adult person who orders chocolate milk at a fancy restaurant? You don't. <laughs> That's my question. Either they have a magic dick or, yeah. <laughs> or you're is, having let's issues. Be real, that doesn't exist. No. But oh god. What? Um uh, pause for a second. All right. The way men and women laugh and joke has been so different for so long that it's hardened into a stark oppressive social norm. Norm violators get punished, and often, that means funny women are punished, too. Um, True. Yeah. And I just... One word on dating websites, when I was actually, like, trying to date, and was, like, on Tinder, and that other kind of stuff, the amount of Mm -hmm. men that were, like, trying to make jokes in their fucking profiles was appalling. (laughs) <laughs> it was like every one of them <laughs> and of course it it was especially the ones that only had group photos <laughs> only had group photos yeah, they would they would have like 10 pictures and they would all be group photos so you don't know which one he is Ew. yeah um Ugh. yeah i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> date nowadays it's it's too hard i'm it's if something happens to my husband, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm too lazy. And I was talking to my mom about it the other day because I was like, "Well, where the fuck am I going to meet people now? COVID has completely ruined that. Like, I haven't yeah. like I haven't met anybody in college. Like, like who am I going to meet here that I haven't already met? Like." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to go outside because apparently I can't even meet anyone on Tinder that I can like. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's really like we have that and we have Bumble and I don't get Bumble. Like, um, I don't understand any of it. So. Yeah. So it's like I'm just done. <laughs> Uh, in another dating style study in 1998, about 100 college students were shown photos of people of the opposite sex, along with transcripts of interviews supposedly conducted with those individuals. In the interviews, the photo subjects came off as either funny or bland. For the women, a man's use of humor in the interview increased his desirability. The women's use of humor, meanwhile, didn't make the men want to date them more. It actually made them slightly less alluring. That's right. 
The men found the pretty, unfunny women more desirable than equally pretty ones who also happen to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's possible that men are indifferent to their partner's funniness precisely because funny women are smarter. There's some evidence that men are less attracted <laughs> to women who are smarter than they are. Yes. Yeah, it's totally... That is true. It's a pissing contest is what it is. Mm-hmm. If they can't be smarter, they, they can't do it. They feel emasculated. Yeah. Um, and a study out this month and... That actually, I was just watching Big Bang Theory and Bernadette says that in an episode. She says um, something like, I'm much smarter than Howie, but I, but it's important to protect his manhood. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a study out this month in personality and social psychology, both personality and social psychology bulletin. It's okay. Uh, when men were introduced to women, they were told they had outperformed them on an intelligence test. They rated the women as less attractive and were less likely to say they wanted to date her. Um, Ugh. These biases have a chilling effect on women. The idea that women aren't supposed to make jokes can trigger stereotypes that can trigger stereotype threat, a phenomenon in which simply telling someone that their group tends to be bad at something hinders that individual's performance. Told that there's also a reason why Ron and Hermione's relationship isn't dangerous and she didn't settle. It's an example of a man choosing a woman who is smarter than he is. Yeah, that's true. And a woman who refuses to dumb herself down. Yeah. I apparently gave birth to a vel- velociraptor. Continue. <laughs> you tell him, Remy. Um, told that their humor isn't wanted, many women don't bother. A 2001 study analyzed casual conversations among young people found that while men were while men told more jokes and more successful jokes in mixed company, women told many more jokes when they were in all female groups. Evidently, the researchers concluded, women only joke when men are not around. Mm. Um, <clears throat> there's a little bit more. It's really hard for me because Josh is not an easy laugh. Yeah. He's not someone who laughs out loud a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's been many times where I'm like, why don't you think I'm funny? And he's like, you are funny. I'm like, well, you never laugh. And he's like, yeah, I don't. I'm not a la-. Like, I laugh at everything. Yeah. He doesn't laugh, like, at all. And I think that our daughter has inherited that quality from him. And it's annoying because her laugh is really cute. And we want to keep making her laugh. Uh-huh. But she only finds things funny once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I'm talking about you. Silly baby. Um. She says, I have a mature sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the rest of this I'm not going to read. There's, like, she brings in another comedian, which is cool, but, I mean, that's, this has been long enough. That's really interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was super interesting. I thought it was super well written. Um, and, and I mean, it, it was funny. We got some laughs out of it. So, um. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just, um, I think. It's the truth. It's yeah. very eye-opening. <laughs> And I think there's a point to, like, women only joke when men are not around. Like, I mean, if a man is going to constantly critique how you're making people laugh, then why do it around him? 
Exactly. Or feel less attractive or, or, or I don't know. Like mm-hmm. if there's all this weird nuance. Yeah. Then yeah, that makes sense. That's why we need girl night so that we can let loose. Yeah. <laughs> and be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the more female, commu- the more women that come out in movies and in shows and things that are funny, the more that it'll be more social, the more it'll, that things will change. Yeah. The more it'll be more acceptable. I can't talk. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Apparently I can't either. I've lost my ability to speak. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's have a game. Yeah. I think it's my turn. I think it's your turn. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is our game by Drunk, Stoned, or Stupid called If You Had To. So if you had to, would you? Oh, where did it go? Come back. Um, Be replaced in your friend group by a porpoise masquerading as you. (laughs) (laughs) Or... You have the cure for cancer, but if you tell anyone, your family will be eaten alive by carpenter ants. I pick yours. Ah, pick yours. Oh my god! Oh, that's fair. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I love my mom, but one for the many. (laughs) (laughs) Easy spot. Oh, that was good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We uh, we know this wasn't funny at all. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> That's totally um, why we have a podcast. <laughs> We're not funny. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh goodness, Remy. <laughs> yeah, she's mad. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We love you. Um, please stay safe and remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.